Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama! Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you to talk sports on a busy Wednesday. Certainly tonight will be a very busy night on the hardwood as three of the locals playing uh, at home. All of them. Maryland uh, invades Carver. Uh, K-State will be up at Hilton. And the Doggies of Drake have an appointment on Forest Avenue tonight. So busy, busy night. Basketball-wise, the BMW of Des Moines guest list shakes up like this. We'll talk uh, Iowa State with Bill Seals at the bottom of the hour. Look forward to that. Boy, Kevin Dresser, the Iowa State uh, wrestling coach, did not hold back um, in in his first comments since it came to light that uh, potentially, no, not potentially, certainly seems like this. Um, the investigation, how it started, uh, et cetera, was done illegally. And the perhaps the, uh, uh, the student-athletes, as well as, who knows, dozens, I don't know how many other people uh, lived in, the, in that uh, dome, or in that uh, dorm, rather, uh, had their Fourth Amendment violated. But uh, we'll talk to Bill Seals. Uh, I'm not sure if he was part of the wrestling um, press conference yesterday or not, but a lot to get to with Bill. Uh, Mitch Holtis is scheduled to join us at 11.50. It's the AFC Championship. That number, depending on where you go, three and a half right now remains at DraftKings, although there's starting to be a lot of fours afloat out there. Baltimore up to four at Circa as well as a couple of other spots. We'll watch that one, but DraftKings still three and a half. Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs and the Ravens coming up at 11.50. Uh, second hour, we'll begin with our friend Adam Emmenecker. GMIG sponsors Adam's weekly segment on Drake and the Missouri Valley Conference. He'll join us at 12.05, and then we'll dovetail right into that with our friend Wade Looking Bill. He'll help us out with Iowa, where they go tonight. Maryland in town, seemingly a winnable basketball game for the Hawks. That's a 6 o'clock tip. Big Ten Network has the TV down the hall. News Radio 1040 WHO, the radio call. Uh, and then Cappy, off to Chicago we will go. Lots of topics for Cappy, Cubs, Bears, eh? White Sox. Is that stadium actually uh, is it a pipe dream or is there a reality behind it? So those th- topics coming up with Cappy. Panthers got a win last night. Pretty decent night of college hoops. Big Ten won. Minnesota, Wisconsin was entertaining as hell. Oh, yeah. It was a really good game. I thought Minnesota had a chance uh, to beat them, but that wasn't the case. Wisconsin escapes. Uh, with that one, uh, and, and the way we go. So, Trent, um, a more damning information coming out on the uh, gambling investigation uh, that uh, seemingly yesterday by the hour just kept getting worse and worse and worse uh, for the uh, uh, DCI, uh, for some of the elected politicians. And we'll get to Brianna Bird, the uh, the Attorney General, the Chief Law Enforcement in the state of Iowa. Her comments yesterday to Zach Fisher from uh, WHO Television uh, will play the those comments uh, coming up here momentarily, but it was another bad day uh, as far as uh, just the look and some of the shenanigans that the uh, people in charge of the investigation that seemingly pulled when uh, Mark Ludwig, the special agent, blows the whistle on Troy Nelson, on some of the other people uh, that were involved uh, in this. And I'm missing another name uh, that I'll come up with uh, at, at some point. Um, Charles is his first name. I can't think of his last name. Anyways, um, and the fact that 
as you alluded to yesterday, yeah. I maybe should have p- picked up on this and pressed you a little bit more. Uh, Mark Ludwig, the special agent who's been on the beat for uh, doing his job for more than 25 years, he's seen a lot. Uh, if he thought that this was a legal investigation, and apparently he's not alone. And you said as much yesterday yes. that, there's, that there were more DCI agents that asked off of this case when they realized what some of their colleagues were doing. Then you have the governor in October saying that she's good with it, and I'm paraphrasing. And then Brianna Bird yesterday. Brenna Bird. Brenna Bird. Brenna Bird yesterday. Chief. Um, what's it, what, the attorney to the chief law enforcement officer in the state of Iowa. This is what she said when she was asked about her take on the investigation from WHO TV's Mark Fisher. Thing. What exactly. do you make of the whole the, the sports gambling drama with Iowa and Iowa State right now? And were they acting under proper authority, the DCI? Oh, I don't. I don't have any concerns about that. No. Gotcha. No. Yep. So those cases aren't in our office. Mm-hmm. And my understanding was the investigation was done by DPS. Mm-hmm. So I think they would be the ones that could answer that question. Okay. So she immediately passed the buck and uh-huh. kicked the can down the road, yep. as a lot of them do. Not my fault. No, it, wasn't, it had nothing to do with me. Look, yeah, I'm the chicken. I, yeah, I'm the chief law enforcement officer in the state, but this doesn't fall under my purview. B.S. Uh, this, for her to come out yesterday, yes. when it was very clear... And it was a huge topic. And I just wonder how big this story is going to be. Mm-hmm. Might this be the biggest story of 2024 Ooh, in, yeah. in the state of Iowa? Yeah. Certainly what we do. Who knows? It might be an all-timer career-wise when it's all said and done for mm-hmm. a lot of us. But on the very day that this thing really caught fire, for the chief law enforcement officer in the state of Iowa to say that she has no problem with the way it was handled, when apparently... The Fourth Amendment was just tossed out the window Yep. when it comes to these student-athletes and the other people that happen to be living there. Um, I don't know, is it dozens? Dozens, potentially, of non-student-athletes? Oh, I, that I have guess their more than Hundreds? That. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That have their rights violated? Mm-hmm. Eh, you know, Fourth Amendment, Fourth Amendment, we don't give a damn. That's basically what she said. I can't get over the lack of public... Not relations. That's not the right. The PR is not the right word. The, the lack of. I mean, maybe don't comment at all. Yeah, it, it's an ongoing investigation. It's an ongoing. The, the exact same thing. The DCI has. They given fall us. back on that yes. time after time after time. And you understand it. I you guess don't like it, but you, you understand. Do. It. Yeah, absolutely. And she elected to to first of all say she's good with it. <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Which is, I don't know if it's an death awful note, look, but it's a terrible look. It's There's, an awful look. Yes. Um, and it's one thing for us to go back and a comment that Reynolds made back in October. Although, let me stop for just one second, mm-hmm. because I, I, I want to lay out a timeline. Okay. Okay? So this case broke on May the 2nd. Uh-huh. And very quickly after that, Troy Nelson, uh, the special agent in charge, called Ludwig in to go interview Isaiah Lee mm-hmm. on the premise that it was just pretty purely administrative that we want you to go talk to Isaiah Lee. Isaiah, uh, um, Ludwig comes back, lays out what he was able to not coerce, what Lee shared with him under the assumption that this was not a criminal uh, conversation we we're having. And all of a sudden, Nelson and some of the other agents that are on this thing are applauding and congratulating him for getting the confession from Isaiah Lee, right? Mm-hmm. This is early May. This is early May. 
Very quickly after that, Special Agent Ludwig blows the whistle and says that this is an illegal investigation. So this is brewing in the DCI offices. Fair to say? Yes. That if Ludwig's been on the job 25 years, this isn't some rookie. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that's been doing this for a long time, says, you know what, this isn't right. This is an illegal investigation. I don't want to be a part of it. And some other DCI agents are also joining him with that opinion. Is it a full-blown fire in the DCI offices at that point? Is, there, is, is it smoldering? There's a problem in DCI, and I have to assume that everybody up the ladder, the chain of command, knows that, you know what? we got a problem here. This is May. June, July, August, September, and October the 26th, Kim Reynolds makes her first statement and says that, well, not everything crosses my desk. And her statement was, let me get it straight. Her statement was, I wholeheartedly support the department and the decisions that were made. I wholeheartedly support mm-hmm. the department and the decisions that were made. So for four months, mm-hmm. if Kim Reynolds has nothing to do with this and didn't know about this, they kept it a secret. You buy that? <laughs> no. Right? No. I don't either. No. Okay? I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't believe it. But mm-hmm. I'm going to fast forward. To yesterday, when it had hit the fan, when the two when the two attorneys, one for Jirel Brock and one for Isaiah Lee, um, came forward with the results of their deposition and had Ludwig. Um, now we know just the nefarious, uh, how nefarious this search was, and how many laws potentially were broken. And for her, the chief law enforcement officer in the state of Iowa, and the Fourth Amendment's being thrown out there. Yes. The Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And it continues from there. That was violated. That was violated. (laughs) She's good with that. She's good with that. Good with that. Our our attorney general in our state is good with that. Yep. Our governor is good with the way this played out. Yep. It's an awful look. It's a terrible look, Trent. It's a terrible, terrible look, and it keeps getting worse. I just wonder how big this story is going to be. I really do. Ludwig was not the guy that I was talking about yesterday that asked off this case. So you didn't know he was part of it? No. This is a new name to me. The name that I know, that I'm not comfortable sharing, but is another agent. DCI agent. How long has he been with them? 15 years. Okay. That asked off the case. Mm-hmm. So at minimum, we know a couple yep. that have asked off. If there was a couple of people that were on the case and then asked off of it, how many more? Well, I think there's a lot more because one of the depositions uh, from Jirel Brock's lawyer, um, I'm trying to find it from yesterday, and I can't, of course, at the time. Uh, But um, numerous, I think, was what it was. Special Agent Ludwig further testified that he is aware of numerous other special agents at the DCI who share the same belief and have refused to participate in this investigation. Pretty damning. Pretty damning. Pretty, pretty damning. What, one thing that I've always wondered, what was the end game for DCI? It's not like they're going to take away funding for DCI, right? Well, before this. Why was this? Why? Sanger, you understand. He wants to move up, get a promotion, those kind of things. You can understand why an individual would try to do something like this and make a name for themselves and mm-hmm. build their resume. But what lit his fire in the first place? 
Well, you, you think it was purely uh, a career advancement, and that's where you're going to go? <clears throat> I'm just going to dig in here, and you know what? I'm throw some against the wall. Maybe it'll stick. If it doesn't, I'll throw some against the other wall. Well, there's so many crazy components to this, too, because we talked about this last spring. When I first heard of the case, and you see what Ludwig says, that he thought it was basically administrative mm-hmm. process. That they were going after DraftKings and FanDuel. That was Ludwig's assumption. DraftKings had to pay the state of Ohio, I think, hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars. It was a big, it was a big settlement. Yes. Because they were targeting underage gamblers. Mm-hmm. And that's where mine was going. And maybe that's where Ludwig's mind was going, too. It was a case that was pretty recent in comparison. Uh, the fine, I just found it here, $350,000 mm-hmm. to the state because they were targeting underage people. Mm-hmm. If you could say, okay, that makes sense. So Ludwig goes into this investigation or this interview with yes. Isaiah Lee thinking that this is what... Uh, it's the, not about a football player. Right, it's not right. about yeah, okay. point shaving. It's not that. It's, not crazy. We're going after these companies that mm-hmm. are targeting underage people. Yep. Then he finds out from his higher-ups, no, that's not what this is. Well, he's congratulated on the job he did from getting that, air quote, confession from Isaiah Lee under false circumstances and pretenses. That's where where it just keeps getting worse. Charles Nelson, Troy Troy Nelson, um, and Charles, I can't think of his last name. Anyways, um, I might be, I don't know. Anyways, um, Ludwig, 25-year vet. Fast forward to yesterday. And the chief law enforcement officer, A, she passes the buck to a department that I think answers to her. Mm-hmm. Department of Public Services, yeah. I think fall under her. I mean, if you were to, um, what, what, is, what are those charts that you do? The, you know, some of the CEOs at the top and then they have this, the branches all below. Mm-hmm. The, the flow chart, I guess is what it is. Um, they all go to Brianna, Brianna Bird, Brianna? Brenna. Brenna Bird. And, and then on top of Brenna Bird is... Governor Kim Reynolds. Yes. Uh, Corey wants to chime in. You're welcome to do so at 515-284-5966. Hi, Corey. Okay. I'm not trying to turn this into a political thing. Well, then don't. No, I don't want that. You know, you know I'm going to stop you. I don't want to. That's the one area I won't go to on this show, Corey. I really, truly won't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not bringing politics up from 11 to 1. It's unfair. Uh, and I appreciate you listening. And it's hard to keep politics out of this. It is. Because, because there's a big component. It's a huge component. Um, it, it is. And I, uh. one thing I said yesterday, I, I still maintain some of the oversight that's being stripped away in our state. Mm-hmm. It's concerning. And things like this make it even more concerning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you have what looks to be an illegal search happening to numerous people, that's what's tough. Right. Right. And this is going to be, I don't know, tens of millions. I, I really and truly don't know, obviously. Um, how much that these athletes are going to, I would think, win from the state from the state of Iowa right. ba- based on this, right? Is it hundreds of thousands of dollars? Is it millions? I, I I don't know. Right. And until, I mean, on Sunday, what was today? On Monday, I was still of the well. What the hell are the damages? <laughs> how were these kids damaged? Did they gamble on sports? Yes, they did. That's enough for me. And then when it hit the fan, and when I realized how wrong I was, and how many more layers to the story there were, and it wasn't uh, just student athletes. No, it was staffers. Yes, same thing. There, Chris Williams pointed this out on on, on X on Tuesday night. He is aware of numerous people that lost their jobs mm-hmm. because of this. Uh, let's get Steve in here. We will get to your calls. Steve, you're up first. Welcome. How are you? 
I'm fine, thanks. You know, I'm glad this information's coming out better late than never, but my question would be, I mean, if these students, and you hope they were, they had some kind of representation from the university or a private lawyer when they were being questioned when all this went down, and why not, then any good attorney is going to want to see the warrant at that particular time to say, to make sure these searches were illegal. So I'm just kind of wondering how that all happened, if they had representation and why it took so long. Steve, that's a wonderful point and and something I never even thought of, because I can't, Steve's 100% right, lawyers... Lawyers don't want you to talk. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Dresser mentioned that in part of his interview yesterday, that they have something. I want to find out before anybody here, before our AD, Mm -hmm. before anybody else, something Mm -hmm. goes wrong. Let me know right away. And If lawyers need to get involved, we'll figure that out. That didn't happen. No. I told you the story of one of the student athletes getting ready to take a final. Yes. Gets a knock on his door at 7 a.m. Here they are for your phone. And your phone's gone. Right. And you're, and you're going to take a fine. <laughs> right. Knowing that you just had your morning interrupted by someone coming to your, your residence, knocking on the door, and taking your phone. How unsettling is that? Yeah. Good luck with the test. <laughs> right. Here's your final. Uh, you just got this hanging over your head. A DCI agent just took your phone. You didn't have an ability to talk to a lawyer. That's... Dude, That's not a good look either. It's not a good look. I don't know the legality but behind Trent, it. But, Trent, hang on a second. Maybe we're all, the chief law enforcement officer in the state all of Iowa is all good with this. Yeah. Rick, how are you? Rick. Hello. Hi. Ken, I talked to you. Yes. And I'm going to be real brief. Um, sorry. You, I know you hate politics. I know. This is what it's going to be all about. And uh, someday I will tell you a story that happened. 25 years ago to me and it's just it, it's mind-boggling how everything can just get covered up and then people lose their uh, jobs yeah. are innocent and yeah. uh um i don't know one other i'll just i hate to bring something up but uh, a few years ago the governor brand said got pulled over he was not driving a highway patrolman was driving they're going 95 miles an hour and another highway patrolman pulled him over and the guy that pulled him over got fired. Jesus. I remember that story. And they, yeah, remember? And I do. Said, oh, we didn't know we were going that fast. And you know, <laughs> it's politics. But my dad was in his ninety years old, or over ninety, and he always said about. And I'm gonna admit, this push person just if you know what's going on in my life, you know why I'm upset. Yep, yep. Um, I do. This, uh, um, my dad always said about rentals and brands. That he goes that relationship is inappropriate <laughs> and mm. that's what we're doing she's in charge of everything yeah i mean that's just the flat out she's in charge and that's the way it is here in iowa rick so. thanks for the call appreciate it i will say this too just to kind of balance it a little bit check culver's wife <laughs> remember the story i'm not sure you were in central iowa at the time i remember it being a big deal that she's um, smoking in the state vehicle, okay. driving around town, having uh-huh. having a butt, and and, uh, and and that became a huge, huge story. Uh, Chris is next. Chris, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? What's going on, Chris? I think you guys kind of inadvertently answered your own question, and I, I I'm not sure I'm 100 percent right on this, but you what you know why is Reynolds and the Attorney General General wishy washy on this? Yeah. Or maybe yeah, maybe even somewhat positive i think you're answering it by lawsuits and the fact this could cost the state millions of dollars both the ag and the governor are going to be on the side of the state so they they're essentially on the they by their position they're on the defense Mm -hmm. true yes 
simply can't. They're going to hurt their, the state's own case if they are um, at any point siding with them because that'll be come up come up in court later. Yep, fair on point. the same that team. Yeah. Yep, fair point. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Ex- yep. Excellent, excellent call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe something to do with that. Yeah. I, Not going to throw one of your own under the bus. Yeah, it just. But but don't comment. The investigation is ongoing. Right. Don't comment. Yeah. Don't come out and 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 say what you did because I, I don't know, Miss um, Bird, Mrs. Bird, it's it's not it wasn't a good look. No. It was a terrible soundbite. All right, we will uh, we'll move on. All right, so we got a busy pissy night in basketball in the state. Do we yeah. not? It's one of those ones you just get your your thumb is going to get worn out from bouncing all over. And the a place. staggered start. How about I that? I love that. Six seven eight. Six seven eight. Perfect. Works out great. Uh, ESPN Plus have the Drake game. That is, yes, I believe you're right. I think it's an ESPN yes, Pluser. Yep, it is. Uh, but yeah, six, seven, and eight. K State, you know, this K State team, um, they were a huge price. I mean, Tang did a hell of a job mm-hmm. last year with this squad. They lost a bunch of dudes uh, from, from that team. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the conference. What will Iowa State be favored by? Six, seven? That's uh, right now they are currently favored by eight and a half. Eight and a half. Bigger than I would have thought. What's Iowa favored by? Five and a half. Five and a half. So potential for two pretty darn good basketball games here here tonight. And um, Maryland, it it depends what night you watch Maryland, right? Maryland's had some moments this year. Had some bad moments, but they've had some they've had some decent wins, including uh, recently they've um, went to Illinois, and that was a big win. That because was. Illinois. Now I think that was pre Shannon back in the in the lineup. Yep. By the way, did you see his next court case has been moved until May. Mm-hmm. His collegiate career will be over at his that point. Career, his collegiate career will have come and gone. Look, mm-hmm. maybe he's innocent. I hope he. I mean, it's a terrible story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out, uh, but. Um, he got the injunction, and he's eligible to play. So Maryland does have a good win uh, over Illinois, who was uh, who was ranked. I don't know at the time, but they were ranked. Uh, that that's a good win. Losing to Michigan State in their last start, maybe not so much at home. Off they go to Iowa tonight. But back to K State for a minute. This is a decent basketball team. The the uh, the, uh, the Creighton transfer could. Katmura uh, is a good player. Carter's leading the team in basketball, and they got a terrific coach, and they love to play for him. I think this has got a chance to be a good game tonight. I really do. They've been a surprise. And Lipsy's still not where we don't know. Right. You know, watching K-State earlier this year, they get blown out by Nebraska, couldn't get anything going, had a couple of ugly losses early in the season. They just... You didn't think they had enough punch here, but they're figuring it out. They're 4-1 in the conference right now, which is crazy. Now, uh, their wins this, are who? Oklahoma State, Baylor. That's a good win. Where at was West that Virginia. Game? Where was that game? In Manhattan? Yes, that was okay. home. Yeah. Uh, at West Virginia, UCF. Okay. So not the most difficult of schedules, mm-hmm. but... Kansas lost at West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, but now this week, at Iowa State, at Houston. Pretty tough. Yeah. Pretty tough. Home for Oklahoma. That's the Big 12, right? You go to Okie State. It's just... This grind is ridiculous. Yeah. Did you see Monday night... That was Cincinnati's sixth straight game against a top 25 team. Six straight. Good luck in this the, league. That's the conference. That That's the conference. You know, I tried last night to, because Frischilla was doing, I like listening to Frischilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing the uh, uh, Texas-Oklahoma game. I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't. Texas ran away. Well, are, they did in the second half. It was close early. but yeah, Are they figuring it out? They did, in, they did in the final 20 minutes last night. Yeah. I don't know if that's um, you know something. Obviously, they want to build on it, but uh, because this, they have not been 
they look like a middle of the pack Big Twelve team to me until the second half yesterday. But yeah, Wisconsin Minnesota was really, really, really good. Did you see any of the Panthers last night? Did you log? I on did not. And... I was on the call for high school. Oh, you hoops had hoops last, last night. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Good one. Ankeny uh, Centennial jumped out to a fourteen point lead in the second quarter. Waukee comes back and ends up winning by 14 as they pulled away late in the game. Wow. Yeah, so 28 point turnaround. Uh, that's quite a collapse. And what a top happened? five. It was Waukee making plays more than yeah. anything. Uh, that's what it was. They all over the place. Uh, one of their sophomore guards came out there, uh, Jai White, and he played really, really well, yeah. good defensively. Uh, he was able to score. Costello, their, their starting lead guard, he was really good. And Evan Jacobson. Remember, Michael Jacobson, of course. Evan's a sophomore, played a little bit last year as a freshman on that squad. Has he got a chance? He's good. Is he good? He's good. He's got... The last time I saw him, he was literally a baby. Yeah. He's not a baby anymore. 6'7". Is he? Thick. He got built. He can shoot it, can handle it. He can can do a little everything. Saw Dr. Jake after the game and gave him a wave. Um, I like Dr. Jake. He's He's got a... I do, too. A really good person. And... Yeah, seeing him out there, he's got more guard skills or, or more perimeter skills, I should mm-hmm. say, than Michael did certainly at this point, where he was more. Well, back Michael to the was kind of cloddy. Yeah, yeah, right. He's there's a little more quickness, I'd say, to Evan's yeah. game. And look, right my, Michael Jacobson's still trying to make the NFL. Yeah, so there's he's got a couple paychecks. Some, yes, there's obviously some athleticism there, but he's never going to wow you as the best athlete on the floor. One thing that popped into my mind last night because but had a big role for Iowa State in that Big Twelve tournament. In yes, City, no doubt about it. Anyways, Evan uh, also plays football. Uh, oh, does he? Tight end. Yes. Uh-huh. After seeing the path of his brother, yeah, he made a mistake. What? You have the conversation uh-huh. with the youngster, right? Yeah. Maybe I mean it's a basketball family. Mm-hmm. You know, they are. Dr. Jacob and he Sue City back in the yep. day, he was he, he was a player. Yep. And when I go back to my in laws and a lot of people talk about the Jacobsons. Yep. And they talk about Dr. Jake and when you have this conversation now, let, he's let got camps coming up this year. Does he? Let me stop you for one second. Because when you're calling Michael Jacobson's football and basketball mm-hmm. games, you think his best path best path to professionalism is Basketball. You thought it was basketball. Well, at the time. Okay. Because you just saw a guy But that, he was so good at football. He was big. Yeah. He wasn't a guy that wowed you that, oh, this this guy can have a shot at the end. Okay. I never saw that. All now, right. I never thought he was also an NBA player. Right. But the four-year career, collegiately, was uh-huh. going to be on the hardwood. Yeah. And... Well, he's starting Nebraska, right? Yeah, he did. Now you see this going in next year, his junior year. This is a huge camp season. Now, he plays for Mocon, the AAU program out of Kansas City. Is a lot of tournaments there? Or are you doing the camp circuit for football? I know if I got Evans here, football. Yeah. Football's the way. Yeah. Football's the path. If you're going to be huh. professional in one of those two sports, he's a good basketball player. He's not that kind of basketball player. Football, though, maybe. Yeah, good for him. Good for the Jacobsons, mm-hmm. Bill and Katie. Good family. Uh, we'll take a time out. Before we do that, though, time for another $1,000 swoosh. <laughs> Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter the keyword bank, bank, at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. It's bank. It's KXNO.com. We've got another opportunity coming up in an hour. Murph and Andy have a couple, uh, as do the drive with Heather and Sean from 3 until 6. By the way, Murph and Andy at Grimaldi's and Ankeny Pizza. So I'm familiar with Grimaldi's. They're, they're, I'm not sure if they're started in Vegas, but they've got a number of Vegas locations. Oh, okay. It is so freaking good. Is I, it? We had one over the weekend, uh, picked one up on Saturday. Uh-huh. Yes, Cindy did. Um, God forbid you leave the so house. so good. 
So good. All right. So Murph and Andy are going to have a, um, yeah, well, I'm sure they'll have the pizza. It's so good. Uh, but it's in uh, Prairie Trail in Ankeny, and my wife was there at 1130 on Saturday morning, and there was a line. Oh, wow. A lot of people fired <laughs> one up One of those one, places, huh? yeah. yeah. Grimaldi's in uh, Prairie Trail. Uh, come back. Bill Seals on Iowa State. Big spot for the clones tonight in K-State. Uh, Bill Seals will join us next. Mitch Holt is scheduled to join us in 20 minutes. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX. And no Trent Condon, Ken Miller. We're here until 1. It's 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to Bill Seals uh, coming up here a moment. I think I lost Bill, Trent. Okay, I'll get him back up. Line one, or maybe he lost her or I hit the wrong button. But we'll get uh, Bill Seals uh, from Cyclone Report back in here momentarily. We'll talk about Iowa State, K-State tonight. Uh, maybe some football news out there as well. And then uh, uh, Kevin Dresser, was he part of the uh, the press conference yesterday when the wrestling coach, and to his credit, man, didn't hold back. As he said, He's had to bite his tongue for a long time, um, and and yesterday was I don't know kind of uh, kind of fell free, and he uh, and he didn't hold back. Let's get to uh, Bill Seal CycloneReport.com. Bill Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. If you weren't part of it, I'm sure you heard Kevin Dresser uh, yesterday uh, when he was asked about the investigation. Uh, to his credit, man, and and he had to he had to as they all I'm guessing did knew some of the uh, details that weren't public. Uh, he had to you know bite his tongue as he said he did so. But yesterday uh, he was free to speak, and boy did he ever! And it was um, it was good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Between uh, between his comments and then uh, Brands is out in Iowa City. I think the the wrestling coaches have really been letting him have it. I'll, I'll tell you what; these media relations guys at these schools have really had their work cut out for them uh, this year. I think the dresser mentioned uh, Nick uh, Juice, uh, one of the uh, one of the athletic department guys in, in Ames, kind of asking him to tone it down a little bit. But I'll <laughs> tell you what; it's it's harder to do yeah. as uh, as more of this uh, stuff comes out from the investigation and and all of that. What's the conversation like over on CycloneReport.com? What are the fans saying about this as you kind of dig in and see what people are saying on your message boards? Well, I think they're just they're kind of sick and tired of it of it as well. I mean, it's it's kind of a shame that they're really um, you know, I think Iowa State football is probably the one who was impacted the most mm-hmm. in this whole thing and then it's kind of interesting uh, Matt Campbell 
has probably been one of the more diplomatic ones of these coaches here uh, speaking publicly. I mean, you look at that that roster, they certainly could have, uh, I think, used Jake Remsburg mm-hmm. uh, at tackle. I think that, you know, a lot of fans are, are kind of upset about that. They, they mean, the tackles, they really could have used some help this year. Jake could have lent it, but uh, six-game suspension, you know, he was coming back the middle of the year, and then Deshaun Hanika, a tight end, a veteran, you, you saw, I mean, you, you saw how good he is. He's going to go play at Kansas mm-hmm. next season. Yep. So, guys, it really could have impacted this team, and they still end up, uh, still end up, you know, having a nice season and win sub, winning seven games. So, I think just the the fans are are just kind of, uh, you know, they're upset about it. But this thing's been going on for several months now, and I think you know, mainly during the football season, it, it was brought up a lot, just kind of in terms of how these guys really would have impacted the roster on on Saturdays. Yeah, I said, Bill, my take on it was addition by subtraction for most of them. I agree with you on Rebsburg. Absolutely would have played, would have played a lot in those games. Uh, yeah, Hanukkah had some had some moments. Obviously, he's coveted. He was um, out there on the street for about what not very long no. for anyone to enter the portal <laughs> yeah. to leave. The Jayhawk, but it saved Matt Campbell from uh, having to bench a starting quarterback and giving Rocco Beck the start or the opportunity. Anyways, uh, that aside, let's get to here and now. And here we go again tonight, eight o'clock. It's K State, Iowa State coming off a really good win. I don't care if they almost coughed it up. It's a win uh, against TCU on the road where it's not easy to win in this conference. They did so in Fort Worth. Uh, and here comes K State and Jerome Tang. He's a terrific coach. What is your, um, I guess, percentage-wise on Taman Lipsy. You listen to T.J. Otzelberger every opportunity, uh, press conference-wise, and when he speaks, uh, I know that we figured out Matt Campbell. <laughs> we are not quite there yet with T.J. Uh, where, where, where are you on, on Lipsy's availability? Do you think he goes? Well, I, T.J. sounded pretty optimistic about it yesterday, maybe even a more a more optimistic than I than I thought he would, that, that Taman could be able to go, but you know, I think Randy Peterson from the Register raised an interesting question yesterday, and I, I would, I would, uh, it, it, it's interesting because this year, I, I think that that uh, the SEC Big Twelve thing that used to happen in the middle of the yep. season is no longer, and now these teams have kind of, I guess, what you'd consider a bye week in the middle of the, the conference season. Well, Iowa State's is next week. They're going to have seven days between this Saturday and the following Saturday when they've got to go play Baylor. And it's got to be awfully tempting, I think. You need need Taman down the stretch. And they play K-State, they play Kansas. You saw how well they played without Taman and and won at TCU. It's got to be tempting, though, to maybe give Taman this week and, and give him some rest and then that bye week next week. And then you get him back February 3rd for, uh, for Baylor. But it, I mean, it, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens tonight. But TJ was pretty optimistic, I think, about him playing. But it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays out. A career high in minutes for Demarion Watson, 25 in the win against TCU. Now, that was also because of foul trouble. You had, obviously, Hassan Ward off the bench. He finished with four fouls. Robert Jones had four. So that was a piece of it here. But really feels like Watson is starting to figure some things out, kind of his role on this team. And that black shot he had in the corner, one of the biggest plays late in the game against TCU. Yeah, he he really is is just kind of doing doing all the the dirty work, I guess you could mm-hmm. say right now. You know, the, the 
the, the scoring will probably come along here at some point, but he's doing exactly what he's asked when he gets onto the court and, and just being that energy guy on the defensive side of the ball, I'm really impressed with, with how he played. And uh, a guy, you know, in, in the offseason, I think some Cyclone fans were wondering maybe if he wouldn't hit the portal yep. just with who's coming in and who's coming back and, and that. But I think Demarion uh, put his nose down, really worked hard, and, and he kind of seeing the fruits of his labor right now. Yeah, indeed he is. Uh, where are we on uh, on Jackson Pavleski? I, I guess where I'm going with you, Bill, and you're, you're listening to 106.3 KX and Miller and Condon. Jackson Pavleski's minutes were limited um, uh, against TCU. I thought that he was maybe earning a little bit more trust. He hasn't played a ton in the Big 12 uh, when he really burst onto the scene when the team was struggling in Orlando on Thanksgiving weekend. That was kind of his coming out party. Um, I, I guess I assumed uh, that Pavleski would uh, have earned more minutes at this point. What's going well, on there? I, yeah, I think maybe that's a byproduct just of, of Curtis Jones playing as, as okay. well as he We've seen him you know, coming into this season, we weren't entirely sure how much ball handling he'll do or if he was going to kind of be that small forward or that, that shooter. But uh, we, we've seen him. The, the assist-to-turnover ratio is something that TJ's brought up a lot. And uh, and Curtis played a, a season-high minutes as well with Tame and Out. He, he played uh, a little over 33 minutes against the Horned Frogs, had 17 points, and of course the seven steals in that game. Uh, you know, they turn over TCU 27 times, and Curtis was a big part of that, and he also shot the ball you know, pretty well with 6-12 of 12 in the, from the field. And I think you're just seeing right now that you know, maybe they're going to go to Curtis Jones in some of these games against uh, Big 12 opponents where they need that secondary ball handler if, if, uh, if Taman's not playing. What's uh, going on at CycloneReport.com, Bill? Well, we've got, uh, obviously, the basketball uh, season. This is a big week. Uh, a couple of Sunflower State teams heading up to Ames, Kansas on Saturday. Coverage from that, that's going to be a fun one to uh, cover up in Hilton Coliseum. And then, obviously, uh, with a big game against KU Saturday, kind of lends itself to yeah. football recruiting as well because uh, it's going to be the, the first of two consecutive uh, Junior Day weekends. For the football coaching staff, uh, a, a nice contingent of in-state guys are going to be in town uh, this week, as well as kind of a few out-of-state uh, sprinkled in. So uh, big for their recruiting efforts. They'll, they'll be back at it again on February 3rd as well, hosting another junior day. So um, as always with uh, Cyclone Report, uh, a lot of uh, football coverage as well sprinkled in from these, uh, going to be from these next two weekends. Good stuff, Bill Seals. We'll talk with you next week. Thanks for jumping on, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Yep, Have good, a good one. Yep, you do the same. Bill Seals, CycloneReport.com. Voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Papa John sponsors that. It's next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on 106.3 at Grimaldi's. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. 50 million, north of 50 million people 
turned on their television set to the Chiefs and the Bills on the Super Bowl for a divisional game. Divisional game. game. Unbelievable. The voice of those Kansas City Chiefs who move on and now face the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday joins us. Mitch Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. What an incredible number uh, television-wise that that game did. Shouldn't be surprised. It's after all, it's Patrick Mahomes and company, and there's a lot of Bills fans, you know, that feel sorry for the squad, the Super Bowls, etc. You're so mean. No, it's true. It's true. I didn't feel sorry for them. They jumped on the bandwagon and thought they were going to win. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, and no. away we go. But Mitch, the number of people watching, just incredible. How many of those had Papa John's pizza? Well, too? I would How like to think figure? millions. Yes. Millions. Just millions of them. And probably ordered them from the Donaldsons. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, it's one, it's the incredible popularity of the National Football League. Yeah. Because the other games had 40 million. Mm hmm. The 50 million is what Super Bowls used to be like. Um, two, and, and this is a very real dynamic, whether you like it or not, the whole Taylor Swift, Swifty, yep. they, they're, they're following this now. I love it. They're watching these games. At, that's where they're at. It's what they're doing. Uh, so there's a lot of things there. But it was a, an exhilarating victory. Uh, there's a lot of things to it. The fact that the Chiefs only ran 43 advancements on offense. Mm. Buffalo had 78. And the Chiefs had 27 points on 43 advancements and held Buffalo to 24 on 78. Wow. Again, you can go a lifetime and not see that again and on the road to win the game. So it was an extraordinary victory, much like the Miami game was extraordinary for different reasons. What was the feeling as it looked like they were going to put it away on the Hardman play at the one-yard line? That thing squirts out and goes into the end zone. And that long, sustained drive, did, did it feel different? Or you up there in the booth? You've seen so many great wins and just continued with the belief that the Chiefs were going to find a way. Well, you're on the road. It was a cauldron, Trent. That place was a cauldron. They had waited, you know, months for that opportunity, years, really. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it was a firestorm. So to answer your question, a little bit of everything of, like, could have put these guys away because you were going to rip their heart out if you go two scores up at that point. And then you're thinking, I got respect. I told you last week for Josh Allen that he could go drive and, and score, but how much time would be left? Mm-hmm. And even as you saw their drive, but here's the thing with, with Buffalo and how they changed. It's why they had the six-game winning streak. Well, that became a strength, but it became a demise uh, during that drive, Trent, because they were not a team that was running a lot of third-level routes or doing a lot of like two-minute type stuff. If you contain Josh Allen in the run game, they had been nickel-dime, chip-away, play, stay-on-the-field kind of team for six weeks. Hmm. So the Bills of 21, I would have been more concerned about it. They were still going to leave time on the clock for Mahomes. That's what I'm also thinking. Uh, So when he misses the field goal, you're thinking, get one first down and go home. But uh, that was a ton of thoughts to answer your question. Uh, let's go the uh, injuries defensive wide. Edwards goes out. I think it was the first drive. Willie Gay in the first half, uh, and listening to the uh, listening to Romo and Nance seemed like Willie Gay was you know one of his assignments was to uh, to to shadow uh, Josh Allen. And Nada did not play in the football game. So what about those three? What's the likelihood we see them on Sunday? Uh, I would say again too early Wednesday when I get to talk to you guys, but there's a likelihood all three could play. Now, Coach is going to give the update here in just a few minutes. Uh, and with the AFC Championship game, everything changes here. This is Even though we're not hosting the game, this is like national media day. They switch everything to the stadium. And so 
it's just a little bit atypical. But uh, Coach will give an update in just a few minutes. But uh, there, uh, there is a chance all three could play, and all three are very different injuries. Uh, and with Mike Edwards, the concussion protocol is out of the Chiefs' hands. Right. In the case of Naughty, uh, it would be nice to get him back. I mean, to play a run-centric team with a quarterback design run game like Buffalo and Baltimore, you want Derek Naughty on the field. Mm-hmm. Speaking of injuries, a uh, listener passed this one along. Uh, Joe Thune goes down late in the game, and all of a sudden Nick mm-hmm. Algaretti comes in, uh, the Illinois guy. We'll see on the injury front on that one, but certainly with the AFC Championship game and going up against that Baltimore front, might be some shifting here. What can you tell us about Allegretti if he has to go? Well, and this goes back to uh, Ken's question as well. It is a testimony to the depth of this team. Mm-hmm. Because when Willie Gay went down, you've got Drew Tranquil, who's a starter. I mean, he was a starter for four years for yeah, the Chargers. Nice. That's your plug-and-play guy, right? Uh, with Nadi, you had Mike Pinnell uh, off the practice squad, who's Who's good? And in this case, um, you had a you, know, you had a guy that could fill in and fill in admirably. Uh, when the case with Allegretti, Allegretti's been good ever since 2019. He was here uh, and helped you know play different roles. He had the big man touchdown against Pittsburgh, but he can he again is a plug and play guy. Now you're playing a bunch of train. I mean, you, these guys that Baltimore's thrusting at you is, is a whole different pe- kettle of fish. But still. Allegretti's so valuable. Now, here's where it, where it limits you, Trent. The Chiefs, when they go six offensive linemen and go extra big, which Buffalo did almost 50% of the time, when the Chiefs do it, that's Allegretti. If he's not playing left guard, you're looking at, I don't know, Niang. But it does restrict you going down the line uh, with the stuff that Allegretti does more than people realize when he's not playing the starting role. Uh, we've got uh, two minutes left. Let's save one for Papa John's. One on Baltimore's offense. You, you touched on with Lamar and Zay Flowers has been terrific this year. They got some dues. Bateman and Beckham and Isaiah Likely. I'm not sure. Mark Andrews, It's I think he's close. This is a really good offense that the Chiefs are going up against. It is. They've got to stay on schedule, though. This is very much like San Francisco and a little bit like the new Buffalo Bills of the last six weeks is they must stay on schedule, uh, meaning this is not a team that's going to run a real sophisticated route tree. Flowers has helped them, uh, but but Lamar Jackson's best throws are on go routes. He's very tight end centric. You, you, could, you mentioned Likely, uh, and even throw in former Iowa Stater there, like Charlie Kohler. Kohler, yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, when they target the tight end, his uh, QBR goes up to almost 140. He has 11 touchdowns and zero picks. Uh, he still struggles with the seven route some, but I'll just give you one nugget uh, on this Baltimore team to tell you how good they are. They are, of course, uh, averaging over 25 points a game. They're 28.5. They were the best rushing team in the National Football League this year and the best rushing defense. Only three teams in NFL history were able to do that. The 72 Dolphins. Pretty good. <laughs> yep. 85 Bears. Oh, boy. And the 23 Ravens. How about that? Sure. That's what you got. So, anyway, we're going into the cauldron again. Let's order some pizza for those games. Well, let's do it. It's that epic calzone uh, stuffed crust pizza that the Donaldsons have. They brought it out of the lab in Johnston. And so, at uh, their secret location, cheesy calzone epic stuffed crust pizza, just fourteen ninety nine. And, I mean, it's the AFC and NFC championship. And there's a lot of Iowa interest in these games. So, uh, yep, stoke up on the pizza and have a party. Indeed. Thank you, Mitch. Appreciate it. We will maybe you talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. Good to hear from yes, you. Sir. Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs.
It's, I mean, we get this guy every day in August. Yeah. Here we are at the end of January still talking about his squad. That's great. It is for business. Not so much if you're a fan of Anjoy's. <laughs> uh, hour number two coming up next. Lots of basketball conversation. David Kaplan, bottom of the hour. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.